The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling? Make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. This is WRKS Pickens Jackson. Live! Live! In the studio. Live and local. This is the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking about sports from around the world and right here at home. Streaming to you at the zone1059.com and on your radio on ESPN 105.9, the zone. Back! I'm back, baby, I'm back. You're baby, not back in black, are you? No, I'm, I had it wrong. It's baby comeback, right? It's baby comeback. You can blame it all on me. Yeah, do you know the name of the band that uh, they released Aww. that? They're kind of a one-hit wonder. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't think I know. The band called Player. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Player. Baby comeback. <laughs> the band called Player. Baby comeback. You can blame it all on me. It's a very humble song. Very humble message. Yeah. I'll take the blame. Say whatever you want. Just come back, please. Just come back. All I need. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Folks, we will not sing to you for another hour. Well, for an entire hour. We might sing a little. We're not going to sing for an entire hour. All right? Back on the show. I'm Matt. (laughs) He's he's JB. How about this conversation... That is happening right now as we speak on the live stream of this show on YouTube. I have seen every day that we stream this show, I see it right in front of me. Every comment that comes in on the Facebook uh, page or on Periscope or on YouTube. This is the most conversation we've ever had on the live stream. It began sort of with the fact that we're talking about slug burgers in Corinth, Mississippi, which I've been to and eaten slug burgers there. And then I was reminded to tell you all that today is National Wiener Schnitzel Day. I said, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I've heard about it. I don't know what Wiener Schnitzel is. Is it a hot dog? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Stop. Don't go down that road. I was just kidding. And then Sven, who's watching on YouTube on the live stream over in Germany, who tunes in. I was going to say he would be a good one to answer that question. <laughs> first of all, you have to say it correctly. It's Vina Snitz. Okay, I just can't do that. I, I, I look. I am not going to do what Giada does on the Cooking Network. Right, okay, well, I'll tell you this. Say it like say it like um, no, our I'm, man I- imitating uh, Harry Carey. <laughs> hey, hey, how about a Wiener Schnitzel? <laughs> if you were a Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> would you eat yourself? I know I would. I'd be delicious. With relish, mustard. Hey! Hey! If the moon were made of cheese. All right, look. It's Wiener Schnitzel. All right, Giada on the Cooking Network, you know what she does? Or the Cooking Channel, you know what she does? She's in the, She talks like, speaks English, like Midwestern English. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a non-accent you know, like any news anchor that they try to hire, you know, like she's from middle America. But when the word Parmesan or mozzarella comes across the teleprompter, she all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, becomes full-blooded Italian. Italian-speaking 
Giada. She could be just talking normal, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. We're going to cut these tomatoes, and then we're going to cut them and lay them out on a sheet just like this, and what we're going to do then on top is we're going to put a slice of mozzarella. I'm like, wait a minute. What just happened? <laughs> what just happened? Who? As, as they did, say here, she ain't no guy fairy. Did she blink? I mean, did something happen on the inside of the head? Did I mean, does she speak two languages and in an instant forgot which one she was doing? Because a second ago, she was my all-American girl. And, and now, you know, she's a mobster's daughter. Which is it? We're going to do this and that and mozzarella and then this and that. Let's go over here to the refrigerator and get some barbecue. I mean, give me a break. Giada. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Sven said schnitzel is German and Wiener schnitzel is a bad one of them. He didn't like it. Danny said schnitzel is basically the German version of a country fried steak. Okay. Sven said it's pork meat with egg and bread pieces. Okay, so it's kind of close to a slug burger. Or, or a, <laughs> uh, a breakfast casserole. A breakfast casserole. Okay. All right. So like a quiche. You eat quiche? I do. You know what I like quiche with? Mozzarella. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mike uh, on oh, you YouTube. You got me on that one. <laughs> got you. That was a genuine laugh. Mike then followed it up and says, we used to have pork brains with eggs. It tasted good, but was horrible for you. I have my hand up. I was at a brotherhood breakfast at my church when I was like, or at a church when I was like 11 years old up in North Alabama in the country, out near Phil Campbell. And I shoveled eggs and bacon and sausage and grits and biscuits on my plate. And I'm sitting there eating it with these men before church. And one of the guys came by and said, boy, look at you. You like those eggs with the brains in them, don't you? I said, huh? He said, those eggs got brains in them. I said, huh? <laughs> he said, see, there's two pans of eggs over there. You got the one that's got brains in it. I had them unknowingly. They did taste good. I wouldn't have known they were in there if he hadn't told me. Blind squirrel. Did, did you not have like a gag reflex there? For no. Just a second, like... <laughs> I mean, at that point, you know, I liked them. I'm eating eggs and bacon. I just kept shoveling it on in. It tasted good to me. All right. But it was a little like, okay, well, this is the first time for me. Of course, my dad's sitting there. He's eating them too, you know. You ever had mountain oysters? That's a different conversation for another day. Yeah. No, well, I have that not. That happened to me at a brotherhood breakfast. <laughs> they snuck it in there on you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It was after, after it was all over, we'd done had our, our prayer time and everything. We were breaking up to yeah. everybody to head home. <laughs> and he comes up to me and he goes, hey, preacher. I said, yeah. He said, did you enjoy the spaghetti and meatballs? I went, yeah, man. And he said, well, you know where I got those meatballs? And I looked at him square in the eye. I said, you did not do that to me. And he said, yep, I sure did. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> I just I wanted to run to the bathroom right then. Right, <laughs> I bet. Contrary to popular belief, it didn't make me stronger. Or it didn't. It didn't. No, it, you weren't able to go climb mountains. No, I, I did find myself. Mm. <laughs> I love that movie, um, Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, where he went yeah. to the restaurant. Well, these are great. He set a new record before he found out what they were. 
Uh, okay, but this conversation on the YouTube live stream, then Blind Squirrel Sports responded. He's a Georgia fan. And I know that because he later said the only th- he misses JV football in college because in those days Georgia could beat Georgia Tech twice every year. <laughs> but he said, my, my dad grew up eating turtle soup, lived on a farm. Times were tough. Mike responded and said, I've eaten a lot of turtle soup. Turtle soup. And then Randy on the Facebook live stream, I love this. We just had our head-to-head matchup preview at the end of hour two presented by Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. Matt Anderson, great guy. And he updated me. Randy is one of the guys over there that created Winsipedia. Uh, Y'all need to check it out, winsopedia.com. Check this out. So for history on Florida State, Georgia Tech, Florida State officially, this is really interesting. Florida State officially says that the record in the series with Georgia Tech is 14 wins, 10 losses, and one tie. I did skip that part. So I said 24 matchups, but they're saying there's one more. Georgia Tech, however, officially lists their win total against Florida State as 12. See, so you got two schools that say the record in the series is different. Georgia Tech is including two wins against Florida State College in 1903 and 1904. That's before Florida State became an all-women's school for a long stretch. This is Randy on Facebook. The FSU Media Guide only counts games starting in 1947. All right, so right now, Winsopedia, because of that, they don't currently reflect those games in 1903 and 1904. And nobody, he says, they really haven't gotten to the bottom of why Florida State and other sources don't count those games way back when, you know, it's kind of before they were officially Florida State, but they were Florida State College. And, you know, that'd be like Mississippi State, for instance, not including anything in their official record when they were Mississippi A&M before they became, you know, and then they're what? Mississippi State College, and then they became Mississippi State, you know? It'd be like Memphis, University of Memphis. Well, we're not counting the record beyond 1980 or whatever it was because we used to be Memphis State. I, you know, it'd be interesting to get to the bottom of that. I appreciate the information, Randy, uh, very much. Yeah, thanks a lot for that. Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> a boy. You're a little bit too good at that. Uh, it reminds me when you do that, JB, it reminds me of one of my favorite jokes on the office mm-hmm. when they were doing knock, knock jokes, Michael was showing out and, and Dwight said, Oh, I want to do one. I want to do one. You know, Dwight, the nerd. And, yeah. And I go, oh, okay, go ahead. So he goes up to Michael, the boss, and he says, knock, knock. He says, who, who's there? <laughs> he says, KGB. Michael says, KGB who? Dwight then slapped him across the face and said, we will ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> and when he slapped him, buddy, he slapped him. We will ask the questions. <laughs> he gave him a little three snooges slap. Huh? <laughs> uh, I love it. It's better when you see it. I did my best. I did my best. All right. Um, hey, but I need some help before the end of the show. You think right. you can help me out? Yeah, what's up? I got my uh, first ever fantasy football league I'm in. Okay. Well, it's the name of my team is called the Low Pockets, mm-hmm. and um, I, I am in need of some draft 
uh, help. I need to figure out what's my what's the best defense I need to choose. So who do you think has the best defense in the NFL? Well, top three maybe. Think uh, the Chiefs? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, they're Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to look. Let's let's start with you'd have to look at Baltimore. Um, and this is without looking at any stats, right? Right. You'd have to look at Baltimore. You'd have to look at Seattle, and I think you definitely have to look at San Francisco. Two teams in that NFC West, you know, potentially San Francisco because they match that great defense with that run game. That they played that style of offense last year at San Francisco for a reason, right? And it was because their defense was really good. Um, if we look elsewhere, you know, you're not going to really point to anybody. And this is a problem, kind of the problem, I think, for the NFC East. Normally uh, an interesting, fantastic division, but you don't point to any of those four teams. You know, Washington, Philadelphia, Giants, or Cowboys, and go, their defense is great. No, I mean, not not yet. So uh, let me think. NFC North, you got to look at Minnesota. I mean, yeah, I, got the, I got Minnesota down, and I got the Seahawks, 49ers, and Ravens. Uh, okay. I'm just kind of kind of vacillating there. On all right, so you've got you got Ravens, you got Minnesota, and who else do you have already? I got the Seahawks and the Vikings. Yeah, and then the other team out of outside of my top five, I've got the uh, the Rams defense. Rams, yeah, okay. You see where Jalen Ramsey, the Rams made him like some $105 million <laughs> for a corner. But look, I mean, it makes sense if you're the, one of the best corners in the NFL because everything is it's a passing league now. You know, you look at what they're paying receivers. Right. Right? So you want to pay a corner what, if they can stop them. What's the old phrase from a few years ago? Lockdown corner. Yeah, lockdown corner. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's really interesting. You know what's interesting, too? We didn't name a single AFC team. <laughs> That's kind of like we? the Big 12, right? Isn't that something? <laughs> Not one. Uh-uh. And, and and we probably, look. I well, bet, the only AFC team is the, the Ravens. Well, that's right. We got it. That's right. Baltimore's in there. But you know yeah. what? Um, we didn't mention Pittsburgh. We probably should mention Tennessee, honestly. They just put Clowney up there on that defense with Jeffrey Simmons and some of those others they've added to that side of the ball. I think when we look up about three, four weeks into the season, we're probably all going to be talking about Tennessee's defense. Um, and it's just you know one man's opinion. So what if you broke it down this way? Per division, if you had to go, okay, let's look at the best defense in every division of the NFL. We kind of went ahead and hit the NFC. Like if we go NFC uh, West, I might go San Francisco. Others would argue maybe Seattle. NFC South, it's probably, well, I mean, what? It's got to be New Orleans or Tampa, but I don't know which one. I would one. say the Saints probably have the best defense in the NFC South. NFC East, Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, NFC North, we're going to go Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay, and then now let's do AFC. So if we do AFC East. It's going to definitely be the Patriots. I think so. If it's if it's uh, North, the Ravens or the Steelers. AFC North, yeah, Ravens or Steelers. AFC West. You know, I mean, Denver. I'd probably say the Chiefs. 
You'd have to say Chiefs. Yeah. You know, to. they uh, Denver just lost um, Von Miller for the year. Yeah. They're going to be hurting. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll see about you know, the, the Chiefs, Raiders. The Chiefs got a couple of Bulldogs on their team that uh, yeah. saw a big interview with Willie Gay last night. Oh, yeah? Where'd you see that? Uh, local news. Okay. Local news caught him uh, yeah. on an interview, and uh, these dudes cut all his hair. I know. And it's odd yeah. to see him that way. He's not used to it. He's yeah. um, you know, officially listed as a second-string linebacker, but he's going to play a ton. And he'll be on every special teams unit running yeah, down the he's field. Got, he's got that motor, doesn't he? He really does. He really does. All right. And so you go Chiefs out, AFC West, and then uh, AFC South, I would go with Tennessee. But I tell you something now. Look at that division. When you go AFC South, we always glance over it because for several years they were an afterthought. When Bortles was in Jacksonville and Mariota was in Tennessee, you know, some of that stuff. But now look up at that division. Okay. The Colts may be the most under, at this point, before the season, maybe the most underrated team in all of the NFL. And remember, I told you that. They are really good on the offensive line. They have added Phillip Rivers, and they have added pieces to their defense. They are, they're going to be good. You look at, ten, uh, at uh, Houston, okay, J.J. Watt and company on the defensive side. Uh, not bad at all. Look at now, Tennessee. Is, am, am I misremembering, but... Didn't Clowney just sign with the Ravens? Uh, no, he signed with Tennessee. Tennessee. That's okay. what I'm talking about. Yeah, they added him. Um, they I added him. I thought he was at the Ravens. I guess I no, slept since then. You know, Clowney, why can't he stick? Well, I guess he was with, you know, Houston for a while. But hey, You know, uh, if you add up the, the ages of, of – uh, uh, what you just mentioned his name, Philip. Oh, Philip Rivers. Rivers. Yeah, and and, uh, and Brady. It's eighty-one. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. How old is uh, Philip? Brady's Rivers? forty-three, and Rivers is thirty-eight. Rivers is only thirty-eight years old. Yeah, I remember when I was thirty-eight. <laughs> I do too. Only thirty-eight years old. And it's got the weirdest throwing motion of any quarterback in the pros I've ever seen. How can anybody be accurate with that throwing motion? It's kind of like he just shoves it. It really is. Like it's a shot put. All right. Uh, Last year, 2019, the defenses in the NFL that gave up the fewest yards. Number one, New England. This is last year. Number two, San Francisco, we talked about that. Number three was Buffalo in terms of the fewest yards. We're not talking about points. We're just talking about total yards and yards per game. Three is Buffalo. Four is Baltimore. Okay, so, you know, you nailed it on two of yours, JB, in the 49ers in Baltimore. This is fewest yards last year. Number five was the Steelers. Number six, Chargers. Number seven, Jets. Number eight, Bears. Number nine, Cowboys. Number 10, Eagles. And 11 was the Saints. So, if you were just going by the teams that gave up the fewest yards a year ago, one is I automatically handed the best defense in the NFC East over to the Eagles. Well, the Cowboys were a little bit better last year. Not much, but a little bit. Um. We totally jumped all over Minnesota because of their reputation, but the team in their division, Chicago, actually gave up. Yeah, 
actually yeah. give up fewer yards. And that's one of those things where they were a competitive team, and because of the struggles they were having on offense, their defense had to play better. You know. Well, I got me a nice tweet from the real C. Collins who told me not to, not to put too much emphasis on the D, worry more about the running backs and the wide receivers. So I think I'm set, man. I appreciate the help. Yeah. I don't know anything about I've never done fantasy I had either, stuff. This is your first time? First time. Yeah, I'm, and I'm usually pretty adamant about not doing it, but mm-hmm. one of the guys at Live Oaks, they're starting a league out there, and he called me and he said, we got to have you because you'll make the right number. And yeah. I went, okay, I'm in. You know, always want to be the right number. Mm-hmm. Or as you would say, just right. Just right. Far as I know. All right. What will be just right for us coming up here in hour number three of the show presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville. Overstreetproperties.com. If you're headed to Starkville for any reason, let's just say you're going up there permanently. You're moving up there and you're looking for a place uh, and maybe investment property. A condo for the weekend, this weekend, and for several weekends for ball games. A place to stay when you come into town. You know, a leasing an apartment for you or for a student. Trust me. Go to Kane Overstreet at overstreetproperties.com and hit him up. Tell him I sent you. That's where you need to go. Proud presenting sponsor of hour three of the show. Every show, third hour of the show. All right, what about this rumor? It popped up uh, earlier today on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It popped up. Somebody texted us that Paul Jones, friend of mine, friend of the show, been covering state football for a long time, was reporting that... Um, Yo, you're talking about Schrader. That was Res Dog. Yeah, Res Dog told us yeah. that Paul Jones was saying that Schrader uh, had had done a little work at receiver, and they were trying to confirm that. Um, let's talk about that next. We'll see if we can get any info on that, but we'll talk about that possibility next. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. ESPN 105.9 The Zone and at thezone1059.com Love the feedback today. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of texts, some good phone calls, tweets. Over here on Twitter, we were talking about um, Georgia Tech, Florida State, previewing them, looking at the matchup. Mentioned Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech, trying to get it going. They're uh, with a new offensive system, you know, flipping it over from the option they had previously under Paul Johnson. And it does take a while to completely revamp things. And people just have to kind of, I think, understand that in the meantime. It's a long process. And Barrett tweeted me at Radio Wyatt and simply said, is there any coach as of late who's had to make a bigger change in offensive philosophy than Coach Collins at Georgia Tech? Didn't think it would be a quick turnaround to begin with. And Barrett, you're exactly right. You know, right. Like, I mean, it'd be it'd be like somebody going to Air Force or to Navy behind those coaches and deciding, okay, we're going to go in here and we're going to run the air raid. <laughs> you know, I mean, that'd be the only way you'd have a bigger transition from what they were doing to what they're trying to do now and go modern. Brad on Twitter 
said, Baby Come Back is every Georgia fan's theme song right now, directly targeted at Justin Fields. <laughs> I think you're right about that. He is a player. He sure is. He's good. He ain't playing anywhere anytime soon unless they do something up there, though. <laughs> I'll tell you that yeah, much. they're going to have football next June. Yeah. They're going to wait till after the NFL draft. That's right. <laughs> we'll see about that. What are they thinking? What are they thinking? They're not. They're just playing politics. That's what they're doing. They're taking a very nonsensical <laughs> approach. Bingo. Bingo. What was that word you had earlier in the show? Oh, confabulate. They need to sit down and confabulate about this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Rhett on the country pleasing text line. We were talking about slug burgers in Corinth. He said, you probably went to Borum's. No, I know where that is. This was out on 72, out towards, um, oh, what's the name of that car dealership? As you get closer to the intersection of 72 and Harper Road. Anyway, it, it's sitting right up there. Little cafe. Slug burger made with soy. You used to could buy it for a slug when they were short on meat. That's right. They'd spread the meat out by cutting it with some flour and other stuff. It's not bad at all, y'all. I'm telling you. Try it when you're up there. The way they make them. Ernest T. On the country pleasing text line. Did I hear this right? Garrett Schrader, the wide receiver. Yeah, all right, let's talk about that. It came up in hour number one, thanks to Res Dog, who texted us on the country pleasing text line. He said, hey, uh, Paul Jones of 24-7 Sports and Jeans page is saying that he's hearing that Garrett Schrader is spending time at wide receiver in practice. Um, <clears throat> here's what I think you and I need to know. Is that's likely? You don't even have to know you know any scoop or see anything to just listen to Mike Leach and and others over the last week, and you'll pretty much gather that Will Rogers from Brandon High School has grabbed the backup quarterback job behind KJ Costello. It started with comments from teammates. And then after the scrimmage on Saturday, Mike Leach talked about K.J. Costello getting starters reps and taking them down the field and scoring and looking good. And then he, then he talked about Will Rogers. And then after that, he talked about others. I mean, there's your indication right there. At this point, Will Rogers is your backup quarterback. So what you have is Garrett Schrader there who's one of the taller guys on the team at 6'5", and one of the faster guys on the team at 4'5". And a heck of an athlete, competitor, fiery guy, all that kind of stuff. So, what do you do? I mean, do you take somebody who's 6'5"? It's one thing if he's your backup quarterback because he's a broken toe away from being your quarterback. It's another thing if he's your third string. That's different. A whole series of calamities would have to happen, right, for you to get down to that third-string quarterback. Now, it's a COVID year. I get it. But do you not take a 6'5 athlete who's that fast and figure out if he wants to play somewhere else and can help you somewhere else? Especially at a position at receiver where they need numbers. So I would tell you um, that it makes total sense 
Garrett Schrader was recruited by a lot of big-time schools, SEC schools and others, as a receiver coming out of high school because of his length and size and athleticism and toughness. He likes contact. I, I mean, and I've talked about it here on the show. Y'all, you know, he's not built like your typical quarterback. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, well, let's put it this way. He's not built like the other quarterbacks. You, you look at him and you go, man, that, that's a runner right there. He looks like Jeremiah Johnson. With the beard, yeah, for yeah. sure. So my impression is this. As a quarterback, there's nothing for him to learn on the mental side of what to do at receiver. He's going to know that better than the rest of them because as a quarterback, you have to know it better than the rest of them. It's simply going to be a matter of taking what he knows in his head and putting it in his feet. And a guy who's that fast is going to do it pretty well. A guy who plays quarterback is going to catch the football. The one thing he'll have to do if he wants to play in a game is get some reps in scrimmages and catch the football with contact. It's one thing to catch them in drills. It's another thing to catch it in a ball game when you know you're going to get popped. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm reminiscing right now about that lick he took as a helicopter in the Kansas State game last year. And if he can take that kind of hit, he ought to be able to take it over the middle, huh? I think so. I mean, that dude got clobbered and just bounced right up. (laughs) Yeah. Reminded me of that beginning of the ABC Wide World of Sports. Yeah. Yeah, he... uh, The agony of defeat. Reminded me of that... uh, Who was it? Was it uh, John Elway? Who went up in the Super Bowl, got turned for a flip oh, yeah, or a helicopter yeah, against to the uh, Packers in the Super Bowl? Uh huh. Sure was. Yeah. So, you know, I like the move if if that indeed is what they're doing. I, I wouldn't doubt it one bit. And here's the thing about it too: like, if that's if those things are happening in practice again, it's likely that that's happening in practice. That. You know, once you realize, okay, he's not going to be one, not going to be two right now at quarterback, but a six five four five, you got to play him somewhere. You got to give him a chance, so he can do it. Let's put him out here, let him get reps. Well, it may not necessarily be a, okay, let's draw the line. It's permanent. He's going to go to receiver and never coming back to quarterback. It may not be that at all. You know, um, you could have who knows in practice. You could have three guys banged up in an outside receiver position. He goes out there and gets reps in practice and is helping your team because you need numbers. I mean, it could be any number of those scenarios. Um, I'm just saying with the kind of athlete that he is, color me the least surprised person sitting here at this table in this conversation that Garrett Schrader would get a shot at receiver. Not surprised at all. Hog jowl. On the country pleasing text line said My man. <laughs> he said, Me and Little Red are ready for football. Look at that truck. That's a little Chevy what? It's the old Chevy S ten. I uh I got a chance to go meet Hog Jow a couple weeks ago and he was telling me the story. This is uh his dad's old truck. And he took it down to the bare bones himself and uh refinished the outside. You talk about a beautiful looking paint job and now he is restoring the inside of the truck <laughs> is that and right? it's uh it's four on the floor man <laughs> oh really yeah he's got the stick the shift and yeah it's bright red hog red arkansas red with the arkansas razorbacks tag on the front i like it 
Yeah, Looks he's great. playing a little music this weekend out at uh, the Flowood uh, Flea Market out okay. on, uh, I think it's called, uh, I can't remember the name of that road, but it's where Puckett Machinery is right now out there. Okay. Flowood Drive, I believe it is. But he's uh, he plays from 9 to 1 for, I think, the first Saturday of every month. Really? I think that's right. What about 9 to 5? Do you know that one? Uh, yeah, only with <laughs> Dabney Coleman. <laughs> Every time I think about nine to five, I think about the movie and the fact they killed the guy with rat poisoning. Yeah, I know it, right? You know, I mean, come on, I Dolly. By Earl. <laughs> uh, White Denzel reminded us on the country pleasing text. He said the most famous FSU versus Georgia Tech game was 2015 when Georgia Tech blocked a Florida State field goal, ran it in as time expired to beat Florida State who hadn't lost a conference game since 2012, three years prior to that. How about that? Now, they had some doozies in that series for sure. And according to at least one side of it, had a tie in there somewhere, but Georgia Tech disagrees. <laughs> hey, Hogjow says it's five on the floor. Oh, five. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Got to have that fifth gear. All right. Hey, a couple of things. I want you to hear what Coach O, Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin and Zach Arnett all had to say yesterday. That's coming up next. Stick around. Video turned on to ESPN 105.9, The Zone. Back on the show. Getting ready to wrap it up with you here on this Wednesday afternoon. I'm Matt. JB is here in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Chiefs, Texans tomorrow night. NFL going to kick it off. Yes, sir. I'll be there for all of it. All of it. Hey, are you still getting Mahomes for an interview tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to get him pregame on here. I thought thought you said you had him. I'm looking forward to talking with him. You know, Patrick... uh, one of the most unbelievably talented athletes we've ever seen uh, in a major sport like this in America. He really is. That's not understating it. When you look at how he plays and what he does. But Lord of mercy, God gave him all of that stuff, but he he shorted him on the voice. You ever heard Patrick uh, Mahomes talk? <laughs> you know, he, he, sounds sounds like Kermit, kind of he sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. That's kind of how he sounds. <laughs> But when you can play like that, you don't need to sound like uh, James Earl Jones or like JB or Jake. Jake's got a great voice. Jake's got great hair. Jake's just great. He's just great all the way around. Great, great, great. He's yeah, they're great. They're on a remote today, so I won't get to see him. Oh, really? Yeah, they're doing uh, something up in Gluckstadt, I believe, with Mr. Anson Walker. Oh, his, cool. One of his sponsors. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, y'all tune I think in. Jake's going to be doing some crossfitting. What? Yeah, man. I think Anson's uh, going to put him through the workout. Is he really? It'd be nice. Well, I'd I'll like to watch that. No, they need to have paramedics close by. <laughs> I know CPR. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you do. Oh, Jake, I mean, look, I'm not saying that. I mean, Jake's not ready for CrossFit. <laughs> He's not ready for that. <laughs> he is not ready for CrossFit. You hear me, Jake? He's not ready for CrossFit any more than Coach O is. I know. And look, they were talking about 
uh, a couple of weeks ago, like having a boxing match between him and Chris Brooks. And the thing I was thinking is, you know, I think Jake would be a lot harder to knock out. Jake would right. be like Rocky. He'd just keep coming back and keep coming back. But, man, Chris. Are you saying he's got that strong chin? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and But the thing is, Brooks is in so much better physical condition. Yeah, but Brooks is a, Brooks has too big of a heart. Brooks, I don't think Brooks could hurt anybody. <laughs> he's too nice, isn't he? I yeah. think that's all a front. Do you? Yeah, that's not real. That's not how you really – the guy was an athlete, okay? He played baseball, yeah. hyper-competitive. You know, he he compliments everybody sarcastically. <laughs> so, Brooks, if you're listening, I'm not fooled. Not at he said, all. You say he gives backhanded compliments. He's like he's like a woman. I know I've known a lot of women <laughs> in my life. This is what I mean by that. I've known a lot of women in my life who they'll go, they run into another woman, right? Right. And they'll go, Oh, look, I love those shoes. It's just, uh, those are the coolest. Look at those shoes. Aren't they great? Yeah, I love them. Okay, see you later. And then they walk and get 50 feet away, and they go, did you see those ugly shoes? That's the ugliest shoes I've ever seen in my life. It's kind of like saying, bless your heart. Mm -hmm. I think that's what Chris does. He's like, you're great, man. I love you. Really, you do a great job. Yeah, you're you're outstanding. Okay. And then I can just see him walking away. Going, man, you're a loser. (laughs) He's a loser. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. Can't you just see Chris doing that? <laughs> He's got a good tan. Yeah. Well, and see, the other thing, too, is Chris, he he sort of works out. He only does calf raises. <laughs> but that's more, he does calf raises more, apparently, than anybody else we know. But that's still more working out than Jake has been doing. Yeah. The only workout Jake gets every day is when he has to do like a full body sit up to get out of that chair. The way he sits in it during he the radio. He does recline, doesn't he? It, he recline, and it's not meant to recline like that. That chair. That's why he calls it the champ in the chair. Yeah, the champ in the chair is right. He's the <laughs> champ of the chair is the champ for holding his butt up in a recline position every day. All right, y'all, y'all tune in to Jake. This has all been just hot air. Tune in to Jake coming up at three on the Zone. All right. Eddie O, Ed Ogeron, he is not only replacing 45 players off last year's team. Now, I made that up, but that's what it seems like. Not only Joe Burrow, not only Joe Brady. Don't forget Mr. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, first-round running back, will play for the Chiefs tomorrow night. You got to replace that guy, too. John Emery, he's proud of him so far. John has made tremendous improvement, obviously. Came in as a great talent, a great young man right there from Destrehan, was the top running back coming out of the country. Uh, had some ball security issues last year, has not had those ball security issues this year. Is catching the ball very well out of the backfield. Is playing uh, uh, on special teams. Uh, has become an every down back, can catch the ball, can protect, can run the ball inside, outside. Uh, he's considered a starter as, as is uh, Chris Curry and uh, Tyron Davis, I think those three guys are considered starters in our mind. So he's doing very well. Lane Kiffin is the head coach at Ole Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. Lane Kiffin is the head coach at Ole Miss. Scrimmage thoughts after the weekend. Update from this weekend. Uh, scrimmage format again. Tackled for half of it. You know, played some more snaps. I think a lot of guys played about 
45, 50 snaps, which was up from the week before, just trying to continue to get closer to game time. Now we were down a number of people. You know, we had 27 guys out, either injury or COVID-related. So that was challenging. Um, and unfortunately, you don't have threes. So, you know, a lot of guys had to play a lot of snaps, and some guys didn't get to play as much as we'd like because of that. Because That's uh, Lane Kiffin. Uh, Nick Saban wants you to rock the vote. Rock the vote, baby. Well, that's a parody. He wants you to rock the vote. Uh, I can tell you we're not endorsing any candidates. I've never endorsed a candidate, uh, nor will I ever endorse a candidate or get involved in politics in any way, shape, or form. You know, I don't think that's my place. Um, But I do think it is very, very important that, you know, every American, uh, you know, has a voice and uses their opportunity to vote uh, so their voice is heard. And I would... Uh, encourage everyone to do that, and I certainly would do that, even though I do it absentee, and I don't even know when Election Day is sometime if we have a game that week. I get that, but um, I just think it's important that everybody creates an awareness for the importance of being able to do that, and our players have done a good job of that. All right, Country Pleasing text line. Uh, Country Pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Andy on Facebook said, y'all are ripping the champ, but it makes for good radio. <laughs> Sven says, guys like Matt, I like here, it says it's a small thing to do for all this great content. Oh, yeah, thanks, Sven. Appreciate it. Let's see here. Uh, White Denzel said, Jake would wear Brooks out. Them Florence boys are built tough. Well, you know, Denzel, my dad used to tell me, if you're going to be stupid, you better be tough. And let me just tell you what, I am tough. Are you saying Jake's tough also? Yeah, I mean, that's it's true, but Brooks is in much better physical condition. I, I don't, it'd be a tough call. Brooks would have a little reach advantage on Jake in a boxing match. That's true. That's true. Also, true maroon. Says, dang, Matt loses a little weight and just starts roasting everyone. I didn't roast a single person. Not one. I complimented Jake. That he'd hang in there. He'd be like Rocky. Y'all know how Rocky turned out? Every one of them, all five of them. That's my exact words about Jake in this boxing match versus Chris conversation. It's just that Chris is... Got to reach, and he's an athlete. <laughs> Man, you rang the actual uh, bell in the studio? Yeah, I did, man. <laughs> I figured with all this boxing talk, I had to hit the monster brings in cages. Bell. Okay, real quick, I got time to tell you this story. I don't know if Roger ever told you this, Yeah, but back a couple of years ago, when Jake brought the boxing bell into the studio, right? And he and Beaver were like, this is our thing. We're going to do the boxing bell or whatever. Yeah. Well, a couple of times during my show, Roger reached over here and hit the bell. Bang. <laughs> and he'd laugh about it. And we talked about the bell and stuff. Well, he realized that either Jake or Beaver, one or the other, was then hiding the bell from him. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I do remember that. Roger yeah. said, man, I'm telling you, they're hiding it from me because they don't want us to use it. Yeah, I said well, every every day when when <laughs> Roger would get off the show, Beave would be coming in the studio carrying the bell, <laughs> carrying the bell. <laughs> and so uh, they had a couple of times they left it in there, 
And I said, Roger, well, maybe, maybe they don't want us touching their bell. And Roger was like, oh, no, we are ringing this bell. <laughs> We're absolutely going to ring this bell. <laughs> I can hear him saying it. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Now, I'll tell you what, if, if Roger was in the boxing match between Jake and, v, Jake and Chris, it would be a no hands down. Yeah, that's right. Know, that's right. An all cage match. <laughs> yeah, it would. Roger was a big old boy now. Yeah, just how big a boy are you? And thick. Oh, Lord. I mean, Roger's one of those that if he's your friend, you hope he doesn't ever fall down and need help because ain't no way you're getting him up. Mm-mm. Because he's a big old boy. And kind of country strong, too, you know? Yep. <laughs> kind of you hit upside the head with a two-by-four, and they just turn and smile at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Love Roger. All right, JB, good show, man. Yeah, man. Enjoyed it, pal. Have a good evening. You too. Have a good evening. And when I talk to you tomorrow, it'll be Chiefs game day. See y'all tomorrow. Same time. See you then. So-